Hey y'all, it's your girl Keitha Kentucky and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. Your girl is here sooner than later. She's feeling a little bit good. We had a hectic week and I had a little bit of time, so I'm here to talk a little bit with you guys this evening. It's a pleasure to be here um, for anybody that's still pushing forward in this year, it's hectic, it's crazy, it's a lot of shit going on. Um, pat yourself on the back. We're still here. We're still waking up in the morning. We'll still, we're still making shit happen. Um, we're still chasing our dreams despite of whatever the fuck's going on in 2020, but we here. And I just want to spread that to anybody that might be feeling the type of way. It's a lot of stuff going on this week in particular was just a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on this week. I hope you guys are feeling good. I'm glad that you guys are tuning in today. Um, I do want to open the show up by saying um, pretty much rest in power. We lost some incredible people this week and I do want to make um, a point to, you know, just pay homage to them real quick. So I'll do that. And the first person that I want to talk about or not talk about, but just want to pay my respects to is Representative John Lewis and also Reverend C.T. Vivian. Um, they both passed away on the same day this week, and uh, they played a significant role in civil rights movement. They were a part of the Freedom Riders. They're just great, am- amazing Black men, and um, we lost them, and it's, it's weird. Um, I'm 32, and you know, it's slowly, you know, it's happening, right? Where all of these incredible people that were around to see all of these changes, they're slowly like, you know, they're dipping out. And it's just hard to witness that. But I believe that with our generation that we have right now, we have a lot of people who are anxious to get into the fight and to continue to carry the torch that these amazing men and women have passed on to us to spread the word and be open and fight for our civil rights. So the first thing I had to do was to show my love to these guys who did so much um, to fight for generations ahead of them and to really set the the set the tone for um, what we do here today. I mean, um, Representative John Lewis was literally getting his ass beat uh, just to fight for voting rights in this country. I think that message is uh, very important. No matter how you feel about how voting impacts us, there was uh, this man who clearly went out there in order to ensure that we had the right to do so to do it and i'm not saying because he passed go out and vote this year i'm not saying nothing i'm just saying that's what that man stood up for amongst many other things uh along reverend ct vivian and you know i i appreciate all that he's done his life's work will never be forgotten and i appreciate those two men especially i also want to um talk very shortly about naya rivera who uh, passed away um, last week, I believe. I'm I'm making sure my timeline is adding up. I'm pretty sure she was found to be missing sometime last week. She went out on a lake with her son, Josie, and um, it just went incredibly wrong. It just, 
it did not turn out right. So she went missing. No one knows where she's at at this point. So they had search parties go out to the lake and try to recover her body or at least find her at that point. And uh, unfortunately, she um, she passed. And weirdly enough, it was on the same day as her co-star. You know her from Glee. I probably should explain who she was at first. Naya Rivera is um, an actress and she was a childhood actress. She's starred on many shows, Family Matters. She was on the Soul Food series on Showtime, if you remember that. Um, she's she's done guest appearances on many girlfriends, all sorts of shows. Um, but she has her notoriety from the show Glee, um, which this was this big phenomenon in the early 2000s or the mid 2000s, really. Um, I think that show probably started airing, maybe it was like 2010-ish, I don't know. My story with being introduced to Naya in full, cause I, I watched the Showtime series with Soul Food, so I knew who she was, but I came to know and love her as Santana Lopez on Glee. So um, I was on maternity leave, with my oldest son Christian and Netflix was a brand new thing to me so I you know heard all this stuff about Glee and I was like you know what I like singing I like acting let's see how this shit adds up and I came to actually love that show and I loved her character in particular just very spicy and very uh saucy and it was just amazing Amber Riley also stars on there and a few others I can't remember their names. Um, who was the girl? Leah Michelle. She was on that show as well. So anyways, Naya Rivera actually passed away this week. Um, the story that was uncovered by the FBI or the, not the FBI, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the police that was on the scene was the fact that they went out on the lake and she um, was swimming with her son. The boat wasn't anchored that they were they ran out to and the boat got away from her. She got way too tired. She was out there with her son. She only had a little bit of time just to get her son up on the boat. And unfortunately she uh, ended up drowning in that lake, um, saving her son ultimately. So um, condolences to the family. Uh, that's a horrible way to go out. Um, and she did it all in effort to save her son. And so that's all we can do is just lift up her family and, um, you know, remember her for all the talent she had. She was an amazing actress. She was a, a great singer. And a lot of people know her for her relationship with Big Shine. Uh, that didn't go over well. Uh, she had a lot of stuff that was going on in her personal life. Um, but we, you know, we're just going to remember her for the good things that she was able to give the industry and us as people who liked looking at Glee. I liked Glee. A lot of people didn't really fuck with Glee, but I, I, I fucked with Glee to a certain extent. Um, so shout out to the family and friends and the son of Naya Rivera. Um, and while we're on, you know, some sad subjects before we move into some messy stuff, um, let's send our prayers and thoughts to Tamar Braxton. Um, there was some news that were that came up not too long ago that she had attempted suicide. Um, and now everybody is kind of campaigning for, you know, check on your strong friends. Um, to me, as a fellow Pisces, <laughs> uh, Tamar was obviously exhibiting like a lot of problematic traits to me. 
she constantly cries out for help and I don't think anybody around her uh, noticed those things Um, but I feel like I did I feel like there was a lot of deeply rooted shit going on with Tamar Braxton and the fact that she's loud and rambunctious and very clear about what she's saying when she does say it even though you know she has this messy undertone to herself um, that obviously she was hurting and I believe that the story is that she has this contract deal with WeTV that she can't get out of and that she had the show that was going to be dropping on there that was mainly focused around herself. You may know that she does have a show with her sisters, um, the Braxton Family Values with Tony and Trina and Tawanda and Tracy. There we go. The Forgotten Sister. I'm sorry. My bad. But uh, she has a show with them but she she was you know going out and doing the show herself i guess she saw some of the advertisement for that didn't like the way she was being represented and i think she was trying to fix that and and, and you know in the midst of trying to fix that um probably wasn't feeling great about the way she felt she was being portrayed apparently she changed her name on twitter she added the name slave to her name and um she had sent out a tweet apparently to her family and friends um, that was written as pretty much like a suicide note that death was the only way out at this point. So we're going to send our thoughts and prayers to Tamar. Apparently her fiance or her boyfriend found her and she had looked to um, overdose on, you know, alcohol and prescription pills. Sorry. Um, So definitely think of thinking of her during this time a lot of celebrities um you know especially atlanta celebrities have you know posted their thoughts nini has you know found the way to twist and make it about her but you know good initiative bad judgment um a few other celebrities pretty much yeah the atlanta circle has really kind of brought it in and kind of you know, made sure to make awareness about the fact that we know she's strong, we know she can pull through, and hopefully she has a good team and circle and genuine people around her when she comes out of this. We're going to call it so. We're going to say that Tamar is going to be just fine, and hopefully she gets all the help that she needs going forward. Um, uh, I I could only imagine that the industry is just this crazy place to uh, maneuver, like, to make your way through and she's grown up through you know watching her sister blossom into this r&b legend and trying to make her own name into the industry and also being portrayed on reality tv for over like i don't want is it over a decade i feel like the the braxton family values have been on tv for a while maybe it's edging on to 10 years maybe not but it's it's been on tv for about at least five seasons i would say uh, so shout out to her and I also want to say shout out to Alex Trebek of Jeopardy um, he was diagnosed with cancer I believe a year ago I think it was like last year and um, he's been going through it he looks really good I think that was like the last season of Jeopardy um, is happening this year or happened last year uh, so that he could focus on his recovery and chemo and radiation and whatever else he's going through concerning cancer um, he just released a statement pretty much saying that if this round doesn't work, he's going to stop the treatment. So he is somebody that is obviously a childhood legend to me. I remember, um, 
sitting up with my aunties, sitting up with my mom, and just watching Jeopardy after school. And that is definitely a moment that somebody who has just always seemed to be this very smart, loving, and cool type of guy, especially when he cut off that mustache. I don't know what happened. Usually it's the other way around. When somebody kind of levels up, they get their mustache. With Alex Trebek, it totally like gave him youth when he cut it off. And so um, he's just this awesome guy seemingly you know what i'm saying he's a game show host and he's been here for years and years and years and so he's obviously like a pop cultural icon at this point and so we are sending our prayers out to tamar and alex trebek moving forward from that you know send your love send your good vibes send out good stuff into the universe and send those things to your friends and the people around you right now um, we're still we're still in quarantine. Apparently, I know a lot of people are kind of like living their lives. Some people are traveling, traveling. Some people are, um, you know, going back on vacays, planning vacations for themselves right now. And it's like, nigga, the corona is still out here. Like, um, I, obviously, people still have to go to the grocery stores. People have to still go shopping and do their things. Um, but people putting themselves in these scenarios where they're, you know, they're probably going to get it. It's just wild to me. I think it's maybe it's because I'm a homebody and I don't really be caring to get out of the house. I mean, I've had definite urges <laughs> since May or it's not since May, since March to get the fuck out of the house. Like, and it's only because I can't. It's like that feeling of you can't go out. So now you won't go out because usually I'm a homebody. I don't care if I got Netflix and, you know you know, just random shit at the crib. I'm, I'm cool. Like if I could be crusty and comfortable in the house, I'm straight. Uh, but the fact that, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm in the military. So there was a ban pretty much on us, you know, traveling anywhere, which was recently uplifted. So now we can kind of travel. We can't go to red states, red states right now, which are the case or the states with the most cases at this point is like California and Florida. Ain't nobody trying to go to fucking Florida anyway. Uh, Florida just fell the fuck off the earth today. I don't think too many people care. Um, I will care a little bit just because city girls, you know, they're out of Miami. I fuck with them. So I don't want them to go anywhere. But for the most part, about 90% of me says if Florida just fell the fuck off the United States of America today, I'd be totally cool with that. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. I'm straight. But anyways, um, let's move into some other topics. Um, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a few things. All right, y'all, we back. We're back. I had to get all of the sad shit out of the way at the beginning of the episode so we can really just go in there. I gave you 15 minutes to just really get your sad vibes out the way. And now we're back. And now we're going to get into the mess. There's a lot of mess going on. I don't know if y'all plan on voting or putting Kanye West on y'all ballots, but I'm here to let y'all know I will judge you. (laughs) I will judge you. I won't even judge you if you don't vote. I won't judge it if you vote for Trump, but don't vote for Kanye West. Because what is we doing at this point if you do that? Like, why would you do that? (laughs) I don't know why, but Kanye West said, hey, guess what, guys? Kanye West 2020, we're going to have 
Kim Kardashian West as the first lady. I don't know who thought of this plan. I know he said it drunkenly at the VMA several years ago. But we ain't got, uh, look, we thought she was playing games. We thought she was being for real. I do appreciate the fact that you did a whole video showing people how they could go to the polls and get themselves registered to vote. I appreciate your intentions. But what I do not appreciate is you confusing people who barely know how the voting process works in the first place. Stop fucking with us, Kanye West. Sit your ass down, go to Wyoming, and record some fucking music. I don't even know if he really... You know, speaking of the music, Kanye West is going to be releasing it. And I don't know what genre last album he did was a Christian album. I heard it was great. I didn't listen to it. My husband said it was pretty good. I didn't listen to it. I never went back to listen to it. I did, however, enjoy a lot of the clips and videos that he had with Sunday Service, the actual church group. The um, Back to Life rendition that they did was immaculate. I loved it, but I still don't want to listen to that album. I don't know why. I have nothing against Christian music. It just feels very weird to me because I'm used to... I'm kind of Louis Vuitton dime by my mama purse. Now she Louis Vuitton mom. And I don't, you know what I'm saying? I know he gave us Jesus walks. I know he's dabbled on some uh, religious views within his music. But something in me does not feel comfortable listening to a Kanye uh, West Christian album. I just don't. Like, this is the same guy. And listen. As a fellow sinner, I'm not here to judge because I am not uplifting God's word every day. And I know God is looking at me like, what you doing sometimes? But Kanye West dead ass said something about if he get uh, somebody bleached their ass and just something about a white t-shirt. And I just don't know if he go from that album to this album, this is how we like cross paths here. I, I get being saved, I just don't know. But the, the end point, what I really want to uh ensure that we understand is that um i don't want to hear nobody bragging about putting kanye west on nobody ballot like keep that to yourself if he ends up on there just keep that to yourself that's not something that i care to know i don't know i might unfollow you i might unblock I'm, i might block you i just i just don't i <laughs> I don't know if the current president set the tone that you could really just be anything you want. Um, but in conversation with my group chat, because I said that, I said, you know what, it's 2020. Um, the person we have in office right now didn't have no experience. And they just made, look at look at where he is right now. He's a, He is the most powerful man in America. So anything is fucking possible. And then my friend had to remind me that he is a white man. <laughs> He's a white man, girl. What you doing? What you talking about? Shut up. And I shut up. <laughs> I shut my mouth. <laughs> Moving forward. What else is there to talk about? Don't do that. Don't do that with Kanye West, all right? Um, I get it. It's a cool... Uh, it's, it's very cool imagery, right? To imagine Kanye West going up through the White House and really turning shit out. But not qualified. Don't got the credentials. Um, no, let's just shut that down. Okay. Let's talk a little about let's. I have so many subjects, guys, so many, and I feel like someone I should have did a little bit of reading up on 
before I came on here, but it's fine. We're going to make it through because I read the blogs. That means I'm informed. I, I know a little bit about everything, uh, just not so much in depth. Um, did y'all watch Fatal Affair on Netflix? I did and unimpressed. I just think that I don't want to see no more of these movies. <laughs> I don't want to see no more of them. I feel like we got acrimony. I feel like we got till death do us part. We got uh, when the bow breaks. We've gotten, uh, what's the other one? There's so many of the same, they're the same plot lines with the same type of character plots and there's no depth and you know, eventually one of these motherfuckers is gonna go crazy and kill somebody and then they end up getting killed. Like I, I get it, right? Because we should be able to do the same shit that Lifetime be doing. If you go on Lifetime and you look at any of the movies, you look at a marathon, it's all the same shit in a different way. But motherfuckers like it. There is a obvious uh, audience for the shit. <laughs> I watched it. I'm sitting here talking shit. I watched it, but I just felt like I was waiting for something completely different to happen. I did, and shout out to all the people who sat and watched my Instagram IG story review on it at Keitha Kentucky on my personal account. I sat in pretty much over 40 minutes. <laughs> over 40 minutes went over that whole thing and there was actually people who like stay tuned. I appreciate y'all. Y'all got patience because I was totally like railing off yesterday while I was drinking the drinks that I was drinking. Um, but it's pretty much the same story as the movies that I mentioned already. However, there is intrigue there because Nia Long stars also um, Omar Epps who happened to be 90s like black movie legends. Like you can't tell us shit about neither one of these people because they are near and dear to our hearts as far as black cinema is concerned. So we watched it, we was disappointed, um, but we was happy that they got some airtime and that's all that matters. I believe that Omar Epps actually is, um, I'm not sure if he's coming back, but he was on the episodes last season for This Is Us. And I think Nia Long, Neil Long was on the, what's that show? Black as Fuck, there we go, on Netflix, which is not black at all. Kenya Barris ought to just sit down somewhere. Here there's a, another version of Blackish to be coming to some kind of streaming site or uh, some place, ABC, CBN, I don't know. Uh, one of them, and I just need somebody to tell Kenya Barris that his, um, his whole color like situation be really baffling me. And I get that all of these shows are supposed to be like lightly based upon his life. And he's a light-skinned man with a light-skinned wife and light-skinned family. And I'm not the one to be sent up here, you know, to bash colorism, but it's obviously a thing that he um, partakes in you know what I'm saying like he partakes in it like I just think that he could hire other people or if he's gonna have all these shows that are apparently based around his life um you could do a little spicing up you could do something a little different you know what I'm saying like I just I sat and watched it and it stars himself in black black as fuck it stars himself and Rashida Jones who is like the most white passing black woman uh, of all times you know what I'm saying like 
Rashida Jones just emulate and gives off white woman energy at all times. Nothing bad about that because she can't help the way she looks. She just, her phenotype just came out. <laughs> like, jump the fuck out, right? So, as and she looked like a white woman. So, a lot of people have been giving Kenya Bear some heat because he pretty much give us the same show uh, on different platforms. And motherfuckers is like, where is the Old Bay? Where's the garlic salt? Like, where is the Laurie's? Like, what are you doing? Like, give us something new. Like, you keep presenting the same meal, but this shit tastes the same. Like, so... That was a side round. I had no notes on Kikubaris. But anyways, Fatal Affair is out on Netflix. You can watch it. It's cool, but I promise you didn't seen that shit before, unfortunately. Let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about who's next. Go, 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 go. Let's also, I wanted to kind of include this in the beginning when I was uh, doing our prayer call for all the people out there. Um, but... Let's talk about Meg Thee Stallion. Y'all know I love Meg Thee Stallion. You've been listening to the show. You know, I've been amping her up since her fruition, pretty much when she came on scene with Big Old Freak. Big booty, big old treat. I love Meg. I love her versatility. I love how statuesque she is. She's big and beautiful. Her thighs are huge. Her ass is always jiggling. She got the best knees in the industry. She got Nike knees. I got generic knees. My shit great value. I aspire to have Meg Thee Stallion knees, but now we don't know what the fuck going on because we don't know what part of her body got shot. And yes, you heard that correct. Meg Thee Stallion got shot. So a few days ago, there was a live video that was going on on the blogs where, you know, Meg Stallion was kicking it with Tory Lanez and she was also kicking it with Kylie Jenner. And they were poolside, they was in the pool, it seemed like the music was up too loud. It seemed like Megan might've been slightly perturbed with Tory Lanez because he was like, you know, he was acting out a little bit, almost got her phone wet, she had to let him know. Um, Kylie Jenner was there to just be cute and, you know, show face. I don't know. A lot of people are criticizing Meg Stallion because they feel like she just hang out with everybody or whoever and she don't really draw clear lines about her boundaries. And we came to find out that something occurred during that night. Um, eventually there was reports that Tory Lanez was locked up on some gun possession charges. Along with that, in the report, it said that Meg Thee Stallion was injured, that she was initially going to be arrested. However, they let her go and go to the hospital to get cleaned up for her injuries. Now, everything just seems so weird coming out because we didn't know what the fuck was going on we didn't know you know if you know somebody shot her and then Tory Lanez was trying to get her to safety we didn't know if Tory Lanez shot her but now TMZ is reporting that Tory Lanez in fact did injure Meg Stallion I'm sitting here like what the fuck I can't understand I really thought I'm trying to like ease back on judgment because we ain't really got the whole story. I mean, people out of Megan the Stallion's camp 
have pretty much um, confirmed all of this. They've been very mum. So obviously it's a lot of legalities and shit that's going on that's beyond our knowledge right now. Um, but her best friend has spoken now. I believe her best friend either just got out of jail or she just came from somewhere because she was just celebrating her last week. Um, and and kind of showing her off on her social media. And apparently that was the same girl that was with her and Tory Lanez in the vehicle when they got pulled over. Mind you, I don't think I said this. They got pulled over and, um, you know, Tory Lanez was arrested. Megan Stallion, you know, it was a big, crazy deal. There's video. The police was making them do the fucking cha-cha slide and some shit and had Megan's legs wide the fuck open. I don't know why. But this is the way the police be. Y'all know the police is fucking it's on some other shit with how they be handling shit. But the moving on. So um, a lot of people out of Mecca's camp are pretty much saying that, you know, Tory Lanez need to really watch his back out here in these streets because we see what you're doing and we see what you did. And you're going to pay the piper pretty much. We don't know, as the audience, as the fans, what the fuck going on. All we know is protect Megan at all fucking costs. And she's released statements. Um, let me find it. Let me find it. Because um, I was kind of going back and forth with it. And, and this is something I want to talk about, but I don't want to go too deep. Because I don't want nobody to feel like I am calling out anybody or saying anything. But I was kind of going back and forth with one of my friends on Facebook um, because of the statement that she made. I want to find it. I want to find it. Because I was so... uh, I was so confused of why he was so angry about what was being said. I'm trying to look for Make the Stallion's quote right now. He might have deleted it because I really read him. (laughs) I don't think that... um, I don't, it didn't it, it my intentions wasn't to go at him crazy or make a big deal maybe he did he delete it he might have deleted it because i did let him know either way i don't have it verbatim i wish i could find it i feel like yeah he did delete it <laughs> basically meg the Stallion did eventually release a statement saying how she felt unprotected and that she's learning about you know how not to trust everybody around her in essence that's what that message was about i was trying to look for the actual tweet that she did put out and a lot of my friends around me and i want to be clear because i feel like i shouldn't feel like i have to say this but i feel like i gotta say this i love black men i mean motherfuckers is really out here going to war for you motherfuckers and i say motherfuckers with all the love in the world because i'm just confused about how y'all counter when black women say hey we feel unprotected that is met that statement is met with so much anger from black men and that i get in between myself on talking about this shit on this platform because i feel like this is this is a family conversation right i don't want to open any white commentary to this conversation i love y'all but I, that is not a subject for y'all to to add two cents to. And I'm just being real about it. So even as I'm talking about it right now, that's just not something I want you to give your opinion on. And this is me talking to my white friends. This is something, 
That, and that's why I'd be iffy about explaining or saying this shit on a public platform because I would never want this shit to come off as if I am bashing black men. I'm not bashing black men, but I do need y'all to understand that when black women are speaking out about the things that's going on with them, I just need y'all to be all ears and that's the fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Like, just open your ears and listen to some experiences real quick. Like, Y'all got black mamas, black aunties, black friends, black sisters, fiancés, wives, and all that shit. And so when a woman says, I feel unprotected, just listen to her fucking experience. She's not necessarily saying that shit about you, but she is saying that from however many years that she's lived her fucking life, she's she's felt at some point a level of distrust and not feeling fully protected by her counterpart. That's it. And that can be worked out through conversation. But what you're not going to do is invalidate that feeling and make it feel as if she just, and and gaslight the fuck out of her and make it seem like it ain't what it is. And it is. And I can understand from a black male perspective on how they feel sometimes about some of the shit we do. I honestly think, I don't want, because black women is pretty much my base audience, but I'm going to say this. Sometimes I feel like we don't know whether or not we really, really, really want black men to be vulnerable. And that's it. That's about as much I want to say about it. But sometimes I think we need to pick and choose. I mean, sometimes I think we really need to figure out if we want motherfuckers to be talking and saying how they truly feel. Okay? That's all, that's all I'm going to leave. So I forgot what subject I wanted to bring that up about. It was something in particular that I was like, damn, dude, do we really? And and including me, because I was really going back and forth about my feelings about this. And I wish I could remember. Um, Because I was like, do we really want black men to be vulnerable? Do we really want them to say how the fuck they feel? Oh, I know what it was. It was the J. Cole situation. And I know I'm in the minority. I'm okay with however it's felt or however anybody takes this. But the whole way the whole Snow on the Bluff song came out and people took a line out of that song and they ran with it. And I guess from my perspective, I looked at the song and I was like, as a creative, I believe, and I'm not trying to put myself above anybody like of how I read that song, but I read that song completely differently than how the public perceived it. And and for real, how black women uh, perceived that song um, because he was talking about no name. I don't even think I discussed this on the previous episode. I, I listened to it and I, I listened to that song as a self read as Jermaine's writing this shit. And he is basically talking shit about himself, but maybe he did say that he wanted somebody to sit and explain fucking being woke to his ass. I don't know what the fuck, but that's how I perceived it. But at the same time, I don't feel like he was trying to police how women were speaking. I just felt like he was admitting that he was insecure about basically being told off by this woman who is incredibly smart and knowledgeable. And he felt like he just couldn't compare as far as the um, the level 
that people put him or the pedestal that people put him on as J. Cole. People look at J. Cole and they say that his music is like NyQuil, uh, NyQuil, NyQuil music because he talks about all of these different themes of wokeness. And so they put him there and think that he's just the Messiah of fucking knowing all things black. And he don't. And I felt like when he did that song, Snow on the Bluff, it was in minutes of that fact about himself is that y'all look up to me like I know all this shit and I really don't and I was looking to this person to tell me she didn't tell me she she said that you know I should know better there's a lot of people that should be on the front lines and and, and she put me on blast and he took it personal but I don't think he was trying you know that's deep that's deep and I know a lot of people ain't gonna agree with me from my standpoint of that but at the same time like I am saying like the root of that was do we want black men to be vulnerable? Do we want them to say what the fuck they feel? Do we want open lines of communication there? That's all I'm saying. And that's across the board. If black women say, I don't fucking feel protected in my community. And I could say that there's been plenty of times that um, in my earlier years, my early twenties, when I've gone out to clubs and I talked about this on my YouTube channel years ago, when I went out and I had to like, I had to fight for my life in a parking lot of a club because a man opened up my fucking car door and demanded my number. So I'm sitting here, my friend is like shooting shit. She trying to like spit game with some dude that she met that she was dancing with all night long. And I'm, if you can imagine, I'm in my driver's side. Um, I had my window up, he was knocking on the door. I didn't lock my car door for some reason. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because I was like, what if he tried to open my door and my door was locked? Like, what would have happened then? Opens up my fucking vehicle, door, you know, hands me his phone, tells me to put my number in his phone, and then called. I couldn't even fake a fake number because he called me with the door open. I couldn't shut the door. I didn't know what this man had. I, a literal fight for my life just trying to leave the club. You know what I'm saying? In that moment, I felt unprotected. I felt like that man put me in a space where I felt unsafe. I felt like my life could possibly get taken from me. It wasn't It wasn't a wild, out of this world experience for me to feel that way. And so I, did, I just, I know I totally got off of this pop cultural situation, but that I feel like that really just has to be said. If a black woman tells you as a black man that we feel unprotected, sit down and talk to her about that. Why do you feel that way? And don't tell her, to, you know, the, the the argument that I got into with this guy was the fact that she she made the stallion raps about all of these different themes, right? How she she raps about getting money and taking niggas for what they they got and being a hot girl and all that. And to, they totally remove who she is as a woman because of the things she chooses to rap about. And uh, and we're just not treating male rappers like this. I don't think we treat male rappers like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, we understand that they're they're black men who ultimately sell us dreams um, under good good production. That's it. 
Meg the Stallion's doing the same thing. She said she felt unprotected. She should. She seemed to have had a really great close friendship with Tory Lanez. And if he is the culprit in this, shit, yes. She she definitely should feel like she's unprotected. It feels like she had garnered this great relationship with Tory Lanez. They was very friendly with each other. They had this, um, you know, this bond with each other. And, and then the nigga shoot her, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Meg Stallion. I, I assume that to be a very traumatic experience. I've never been shot before. I never want to be caught up in a situation where I could possibly get shot. Um, but I could only understand from physical injury to mental and emotional injury that this girl is going through it right now. So I only want to send, you know, love, respect, and for her to be able to get back on her grind and do what she's been doing. She killed it at the BET Awards. I think I spoke about that very shortly. She's got an amazing career ahead of her and I'm really looking forward to seeing her growth and I really hope that she can come out of this and, um, you know, not totally have a, a huge wall up because Meg is very personable. She is very fun and loving and I just hope that this situation doesn't take away from that, although it could. And we'll be here waiting because we the real fans and we got it. Um, we hear from Meg Thee Stallion. I, I wish her well on her recovery. And I really hope that she feels better soon. And I didn't, you know, I was gonna talk about 50 Cent, but fuck 50 Cent. 50 Cent ain't getting no airtime on here because I was gonna wrap that into the whole fact um, of why she apparently, but she why she might feel unprotected because she got random niggas with time and time of celebrity behind them posting memes about her getting shot. I know she apparently only got shot in the foot, but apparently, uh, you know those type of injuries could be fatal as well depending on what happens and what goes the fuck 50 cent though like for real like fuck 50 cent all right let's take a quick break i'm gonna lubricate real quick and i'm gonna be right back all right y'all we're back and I wish I could say that all of these topics are light, but they ain't. Like, all of them are a little bit heavy. <laughs> but I do want to say shout out to Portia Williams, first and foremost. I know on the last episode, episode I told y'all about Breonna Taylor. We're going to continue to say her name. We're going to continue to uplift her. The Carrier Journal, which is a, um, a newspaper from my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, released the fact, and this is going to piss you off, the fact that the police officers had ample opportunity to kind of render some kind of first aid to Breonna Taylor after the fatal shooting of her, um, but they chose not to. They're still assholes. They're still very much corrupted. There's a whole gentrification um uh, this whole thing that's coming up around Breonna Taylor's case and I hope they blow the shit up. Like I hope that they uncover and unravel every sickening fucking detail of what occurred. Apparently the mayor or the governor, I forgot fucking, I'm sorry, I've had a few drinks, um, was trying to, to have this whole fucking neighborhood outline in order to do in the West End um, and, and Breonna Taylor's house was one of those things. I hope they uncover all this shit. Fuck these guys. Um, truly, seriously, for real. Um, but obviously there's ongoing protests that are still going on in Louisville, Kentucky. And there's a lot of celebrity outreach that's going on. Portia Williams, Yandy of Love and Hip Hop, New York, 
went out there. Um, Trey the Truth went out there. There's a few other notable, I believe, uh, YBN Corday. I believe they were all out there just really showing up. They showed up to Attorney General Dan Daniel Cameron's house. They sat on his line and was trying to make it do what it do, baby. We'll come out the house. Let's talk about this shit. Daniel Cameron didn't want to talk about it. Instead, had a bunch of people locked up. Portia Williams, Yandy, and the rest of them were included in that. And I just want to send love and thank you so much to Portia Williams, who is known as a Real Housewife of Atlanta. Um, but she's showing up and showing out. She has roots in, um, you know, descendants of civil rights movement. And I'm glad that she is not just relying on that for clout but really just out here in these fucking streets so i appreciate portia williams and the rest of these celebrities that are going out there and putting a spotlight on this case it needs to happen somebody needs to say some shit um either way no matter how the cookie crumbles to me the shit was fucked up um, there's got to be an amount of morality that happens at some point when you are giving orders as Marines. Um, we can't just go out in war and fucking kill people. We have rules of engagement. I don't understand how we get to be so... Uh, we have all these rules when we're going into other countries against people who obviously mean harm to us. But when we have stateside shit going on, um, those same things are not applicable to the police officers. So I'm confused about that shit a lot of the time um i don't get it i don't understand i don't know how that shit could have even happened that you could roll up into somebody's house don't knock on the fucking door bash in there shoot motherfuckers at two o'clock in the morning and nobody gets the blame <laughs> like nobody gets the blame like nobody's making no moves and i'm, I'm telling you this shit happened in march we're in july right now the shit gotta stop the shit gotta cease and louisville kentucky stand the fuck up and keep doing what you're doing i really wish that i was able to be there and actual you know protest with you guys um for all of my friends and family who are participating in that i appreciate y'all you're doing the right thing and it's not for nothing especially um with the loss of these two major civil rights activists we have to keep pushing we cannot let this shit be deaded at all elijah mcclain all these many names that we have lost sandra bland's death anniversary just happened not too long ago it's just niggas is sick okay like we is tired we is tired uh, we not as tired as we was back in April, but we are still tired. I mean, motherfuckers was literally lighting shit on fire um, in the name of George Floyd. And I don't, I can't not see that not happening if some shit don't pop off with this Breonna Taylor ta uh, case. Um, so I, I just want people to, um, I think it, the end goal is for everybody to have some peace here. And I think that the peaceful, the most peaceful goal that we can have is just arrest these motherfuckers because regardless of whoever pulled the trigger there has like i said there has to be a moment of morality here where people say you know what i know you told me to go just go roll up in these people's house at two o'clock in the morning but that I'm not sure if that's the right idea. I don't know if that's the right thing to do. And I don't feel like there's anybody who challenges authority. I talk about this a lot. I don't know if there was anybody in this whole line of we, I understand adhering to orders. I understand doing the right thing because somebody told you that's the right thing. But at some point you gotta sit back in your own brain and your heart and your thoughts and just say do this shit even fucking add up 
and then you got to challenge some shit and you might take an L for it, but you got to challenge it. You can't just move blindly because motherfuckers telling you to do that. And and maybe that's the case of those police officers. They were moving blindly. They didn't mean no harm. They didn't go in there with intention to kill somebody, but you did. We don't get that grace. Black people don't get that grace. We don't get that, that, that second thought of maybe, you know what I'm saying? We get sent the fuck to jail. So I just need some equal treatment overall so i went six minutes into that whole situation but like i said very passionate about that uh, i want to see um some real justice come from that situation so the situation's fucked up it's messed up she should have been celebrating our birthday her and my son share the same birthday june 5th you know what i'm saying like it, it's Something's got to come out of this. But again, shout out to Portia Williams. Realist Housewife of Atlanta. Definitely tuning in. Apparently, Real Housewives of Atlanta is filming. We don't know if Nene's got a peach yet. But I will say this as, um, as annoying and crazy and pitiful as Nene Leaks can be, she is honestly the center of that show. And I don't know how I will feel without her being there. And I know we definitely went a season without Nene Leaks, but for her to be gone indefinitely, I don't know how I feel about that. It was definitely a, um, a breath of fresh air, I guess, for Nene to just kind of chill, just take a step back. But I don't know how I feel about that indefinitely. I really have been watching vintage seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm season four right now. Season four, excuse me, season four is the season where they went to South Africa and they went to the orphanage and Sheree got with uh, Kim about Candy possibly saying something about Kim holding black babies. It was this big deal. So I'm almost to the reunion and that's really all I'm watching for is trying to get to the reunion. I am a lover of Phaedra Parks and a little, I know a lot of people don't fuck with Phaedra Parks because she is honestly a scammer, but I just love her. I love her her little quips and clapbacks and everybody knows I just, I really love Phaedra and she is totally a bad person but i just can't help it if i wanted to anyway shout out to portia williams again the next thing i want to talk about is nick cannon and nick cannon that got himself in some shit and i want to make sure that i'm reading this right apparently he said some anti-semitic uh hopefully i said that right <laughs> mind you i've been drinking some wine anti-semitic uh, comments on this podcast and a lot of people are kind of you know celebrities are coming up on the podcasting game right now they a little bit late been here did that share this love it like me follow me on, <laughs> follow me on so there's that pod on instagram and you can also follow me at key the kentucky presents so there's that podcast on facebook but back to nick cannon he said some shit he shouldn't have probably said and the white folks got mad at him and said, you know, we're going to snatch our coin back. You know that, right? So it seemed like for a long time, not for a long time, because this shit happened over 24 hours. It got real. It went up. It took some high highs and some low lows in a matter of 24 hours. And I'm going to try my best to get you up to speed about it. So he said his shit. All the networks got a hold of it. Viacom CBS was in on it. They said, guess what? We're going to snatch back Wildin' Out. So I don't know what all these Instagram comedians is going to do, but they're going to have to find another way of living uh, because Nick Cannon really was out here putting the girls in the boys on. I mean, um, uh, what's his name? DC? 
uh, what's his name? <laughs> is it just DC? The celebrity with the damn tattoo. He ain't a celebrity. Like a, the Instagram guy for with the tattoo. He could sing a little bit. Be Simone. He had Jess Hilarious on there. A lot of people. Tim DeLaghetto from YouTube. He put a lot of... Nick Cannon is responsible for a lot of careers. I would almost be... I, I, I want to say Kevin Hart and... Um, who is the other one? Cat Williams. They got some clout from Wildin' Out. And I know a lot of people like to joke on Nick Cannon. They call him corny. They call him all that. But Wildin' Out, in its essence, is a really good show. It's actually pretty funny. We know for the most part it's scripted. Um, but they have a lot of good um, skits on there. And a well-known, uh, it's the family reunion. Who we introducing. He has some good fucking you know skits on there and he brought a lot of good people up and we had some incredible moments you remember the azealia banks episode um he's had uh, sky from black and crew on there i still watch i still watch well enough i like the show i think that he's done good he's brought in a lot of battle rap artists on there hitman holla and charlie clips um he's had bonnie um queen of the ring on there he's not a lot of people he's given everybody a pretty pretty good opportunity uh i think some of the, his even his wild and out girls have flourished from that fucking show tory bricks a few of them anyways he said some troubling shit and niggas took the job away from they took the check from him um it seemed like he went back and forth for a while he released this super long statement that i did not read was basically initially when all this news came out, he said, you know what? Fuck y'all. I won't wallin' out. I stick by what I say. And fuck y'all, basically. And then, like six hours later, <laughs> he was like, you know what? I did fuck up a little bit. And it was so funny to watch us. I'm talking to us right now. Sorry if that was loud. Um, of how our reaction was to it because we hear this news about Nick Cannon we've known him over the years this show has been on for like over a decade at this point um I think I was new in the Marine Corps or in college when well enough first came out that was like 2007 2008 I'm I'm pretty sure the show was out then and so we we may not always watch it but we respect Nick Cannon for his contributions on well enough and so we was all mad because, you know, they snatched the show away from him. Then we saw his statement and we was, you know, giving him that good backup energy. You know, we was really here with, well, we gonna boycott BET, MTV, VH1, all of them. We gonna get, all, we was behind them, right? And then so I'm watching how everybody's, you know, talking about how they gonna boycott or whatever. And that's fine for me because I got Sling TV. Your girl has been cableless for the last two, three months. I really recommend it to anybody who is in between it because you ain't gonna miss that shit. I didn't miss it at all. I didn't realize how much time I spent looking at the TV but not really watching it. And so I got rid of my cable. So I have Sling, I have Hulu, I have Netflix. I have whatever, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not gonna pay an arm and a leg for these services that I don't even really engage with like that. Um, but over time, you know, a lot of people are talking about boycotting these networks. And then the Cannon, you know, he's behind a lot of things. He hosts The Masked Singer, which has become a really fun show that they uh, show on Fox, I believe. And, um, you know, 
I think that was on the line. <laughs> and so Nick Cannon came back and said, you know what? I heard an entire community and it pained me to my core. I thought it couldn't get any worse. And then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. That wasn't the actual one. That was after the fact that he apologized. He apologized and said, you know, he wanted to learn and do better and talk to rabbis. He basically said something about the Jewish community and that how black people were the original Jews and the true beings and certain language here and there that was just a little problematic, you know, to, to the Jewish community. And uh, so obviously all these people that was with him initially, I gave y'all the wrong quote again <laughs> in the beginning. But all these people that was around him initially when the news dropped kind of was like, okay, Nick, like, but we was back behind you. Like, so what the fuck you apologizing for? A lot of people was mad because he apologized. Um, and a lot of people that Nick got to understand and we got to understand that a lot of people ain't got Nick Cannon money. So a lot of people making a bunch of... <laughs> comments and I'm not so sure that if they was in that same spot that they would be making. So I stepped out of it because honestly, like I said, I don't really be paying attention to most of those networks anymore. I got shows here and there that I really fuck with that I do keep up with. Um, but however, a lot of them motherfuckers ain't even recording right now because COVID, Corona. So I ain't been watching that shit. I've been watching a lot of Netflix movie, some really off brand D-list movies and I'm living my life anyways. But a lot of people was just mad because he turned the tide on us and was like really super extra woke in the beginning. But then he had to step back. And I just think a lot of people uh, make assumptions about what kind of uh, moves that they would make if they was in that same predicament. But I just don't think I just don't think y'all would. I'm not saying what I would have wouldn't have done. I'm I barely barely. Oh, Lord. I guess I'm drinking <laughs> drinking them wine, smoking them tweeds. Mind you, excuse me, let, let me make sure so nobody don't report. Call my people. I ain't smoking no tweeds. That's just a quote from Friday, Lord. Um, but a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people ain't got Nick Cannon money. And as some people do, it's going to put their morals over the money. And that's fine. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit here and judge Nick Cannon for apologizing to a group of people about what he said if he didn't mean it in the way that he said it so i don't know what's gonna happen with wild and out and all these instagram comedians that have gotten their spotlight they don't have to find another way be someone might actually have to sit down and actually write some shit and present it and not plagiarize it um a lot of these other ones there's a lot of good guys on there too i think like uh, i'm trying to think of some other standout people Tim left. Tim Delaghetto left like a season ago or something. Oh, yeah, I like the redhead white girl on there. I forgot her name. That quick. But she kills it. Every time she kills it, she has talent. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. That's so weird. And I really do hope, if anything, because I don't think they came back. Viacom didn't come back on their word. So hopefully... You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he does own the name to it. Um, I don't know if he does, but I would recommend for anybody presenting these ideas to big networks to try to find a way within contractual agreements to make sure that your shit belong to you. I don't know. She, I don't know shit about the industry or the business, but that's the one thing. If I present an idea, I want I want my my ownership on that. I don't care who you you could fire me as the host. I need that idea. I need. I need my coin. 
Okay, like, and I don't understand how people be getting in these deals with people and they don't own their own ideas. That is one thing that I feel like if I ever get somewhere and get creatively involved in some shit, I just need you to run me my money because that's my thought (laughs) that I produced and gave to you and we made a good coin together. So I need my shit. I need for when this shit is playing 10 years from now for me to get continuous coin off my shit. So I guess I know nothing about the business, but whoever I hire as my lawyer is going to have to know some shit about that because I'm going to want it. I want my, uh, I have the word in my head, but I can't think of it. I want my creative fucking property. I want that shit. I need that. I need it in my life. So shout out to Nick. I don't know what's going to happen. I guess you're still going to be on Mad Singer, but we're going to lose the legacy that is Wildin' Out. And I really appreciate people. You can sell that shit short if you want to, but Wildin' Out is a long running TV show that has put a lot of people on. And um, I appreciate it. And I can tell that any person that feels like they have an opportunity to do great in comedy, if they could just get to that platform they knew that they could at least express themselves and then kind of like make their own way after that and i think he put a lot of people on he's great for that um i don't know though we'll see what happens uh do i have how much other stuff do i have that's i'll be right back guys keep tuning in we're gonna talk about like maybe one or two comments and then we're gonna close out the show Hey y'all, so we at the end of the episode. And so at this point of the episode, what I truly just wanna make sure that I do is to shout out a few people that are doing great things in the community and trying to uplift us all by way of different ways we eat, different ways we grow, different ways we are teaching and mentoring the kids you know, around this country. So I'm gonna mention three organizations and I'm gonna do my best not to screw it up. The first one I mentioned on last week's episode is the Next Door Mobile Market. And this is an initiative that's taking place in Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown. And it is, uh, the forefront is Megan Bell alongside her husband, Brandon Bell. I actually went to high school with her husband and came to learn of her by way of her husband who speaks highly of her at all times. I love exactly what they're doing for the neighborhood because as I kind of spoke a little bit to last episode, this is something that my mother was seeming to be uh, very intimate about because Louisville, Kentucky, especially West End and downtown area is a food desert. There is barely anywhere to go fucking go get grocery stores if you're in the hood um and i hate to call it the hood but that's exactly what it is we love our hood in the west end it just is what it is but there ain't nowhere for us to go fucking eat unless you're going to the kroger's and i barely know if the pick pack is still there um we need those we need access to so i described in depth their um uh their cause and what they're trying to do out there on the last episode, but now I was able to get with them in order to get their GoFundMe or a way that you could donate if you want. Um, And I'm going to read that off to you guys right now. So a way to donate to that again, like I said, I mentioned more in depth last episode, but like I said, they're going to have, in short, they're going to have their own market. And then they're also gonna have a service where you can get groceries delivered to you. So that is basically what is going on with Nextdoor Mobile Market. And I want you guys to get involved. It's very important that you do this. Um, 
I kind of contacted them just to get a little bit more information on how you can help, how you can impact and make change and assist them in getting this up and off the ground and running. So I reached out and they have a GoFundMe or not a GoFundMe. I keep saying GoFundMe. They have a cash app uh, and they also have a PayPal so if you want to hit them up on Cash App, it's going to be dollar sign the next door grocery. Okay, T H E N E X T D O O R G O. Excuse me, G R O C E R Y. Okay, the next door grocery. I know how to spell shit. Um, and then you also have the next door mobile market at Gmail if you want to make a payment through PayPal as well. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is my homeboy from my dad's side of family over on Fort Hill, my friend Aaron, um, who has this new initiative. And it's basically like a mentorship program. It's called Keeping My Promise. And I want to make sure I don't jack up the mission statement of this organization. So I wanna make sure keeping my promise is an organization that was conceptualized by Aaron P. Harris in 2009. Keeping my promise, however, was a fam- uh, was formally founded by a public establishment January, 2020. Designed to be a pillar in the communication, keeping my promise seeks to provide educational access, career readiness training and life skills development and mentorship opportunities to youth and young adults. So I am asking you guys to go on Facebook and find Keeping My Promise. Go ahead and like it. Give more details of how you can help and assist. I actually, um, you know, sent over a small donation over to him and was able to get some cool stuff from him just, you know, from donating. And I was just going to do it anyways just because I, I have to say this real quick. Brandon Bell from next door mobile market alongside his wife. I I didn't go to high school with his wife. I went to high school with Brandon and Aaron. I both went to high school with them. And recently on IG, I had to big up the class of 2006 specifically, even though Aaron nor Brandon were in my class. But I feel like the group of individuals who I kept myself around, they just really killing the game right now. And I just had to uplift them and let them know that, you know what? I see y'all, you know what I'm saying? I see what y'all doing. I see the impact y'all having. I see the voice that y'all have, especially through such a dark time in Louisville, Kentucky specifically right now. I see y'all motherfuckers, okay? And I say that with all the love, like it's very unprofessional with all my cousin, but I see you, I appreciate you. I am proud of my class i'm proud of y'all like there's probably like one person that i was like oh shit god damn life did not it was not kind to you (laughs) i don't think i had any bad blood with anybody i mean i'm still no i'm good actually (laughs) i was gonna say i think my ex-boyfriend from high school is fat now so i think god got to him so we're good we're even (laughs) But anyways, I do want to say that. And also, if you haven't liked the page for the Diamond Project slash Carbon Solutions, please do that. My homegirl is in charge of that program. She is looking for donations as well. And this is to um, 
help with research that's going on, also help with farming efforts that she has on her behalf. I've mentioned her on the show before and um, she's still doing that. She's still doing her thing. And I just want to make sure that you guys are keeping up with the people in your community. Um, don't be afraid to, to donate and help people. If you got it, give it. It don't matter how much it is, how little it is. Um, a little bit goes a long way. Hell, even just a word, just saying, I see you, I see what you're doing. That little bit of confidence that you can give to somebody who is a creator, somebody that owns their own shits, their own thoughts and ideas and their ways of doing business, especially if it's going to be, be a benefit to other people eventually. Do your best to encourage that it's so hard to come up with a creative idea. I'm telling you, like, even with my podcast, y'all see why I go through, like, three-month fucking hiatuses and shit? Because it's just so hard to stay motivated and, and realize what your purpose is sometimes. So reaching out to a creator or an entrepreneur or somebody that is really stepping out and fucking trying to do their thing and trying to impact this world in the in the way that they're talented to do so even just saying in a dm a text a phone call you know i see what you're doing i'm very proud of you keep fucking pushing what you do matters and what you do is important so overall that's what i wanted to say i have been blessed to have amazing people around me i'm telling you like my group chat alone I have a teacher. I have uh, a friend that's also a Marine, but I look up to her in a way. I have somebody who got out the Marine Corps and has just elevated in a fucking different way against all odds, you know what I'm saying? Against all, I have a friend that's a chef. I have a friend that's emerging in politics and doing her thing. Like I keep a fucking tribe around me. I keep amazing women around me. I have uh, one of my best friends is a fucking farmer out this bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like one of my friends is a tattooist out this bitch. You know, like I just, I keep a sturdy fucking foundation around me at all times and that's why I'll never fail because they always uplifted me you know what I'm saying and so find those people and especially when you see that they're in pursuance of something keep them lifted keep them with their eyes on the prize because it's very hard to get wrapped it's very easy as you were to get wrapped up in your own mind and feel like whatever you're doing is not making sense it's not adding up it's not coming as fast as you want it to come and so you get pushed back. But when you got that tribe that's right there saying, you know what, girl, what you're doing, it means something to somebody. You making somebody laugh. You informing somebody. You telling them the right thing. Or what you're doing is for the greater good. Years and years down the line, this is shit, this shit going to fucking add up. It might not make sense right now. It's going to add up eventually. Um, do that for your friends. Do that for your friends. Tell them what they are doing is important that it's of substance, that it is feeding people in a way. You know what I'm saying? Whew, a tangent, a word maybe, a tangent maybe, I don't know. Either way, I just want you to support those around you and, and, and bringing this back to a full fucking uh, 360 or whatever, check on your strong friends. Check on the people who sound like they cool. Check on the people who sound like they strong. Uh, 
you know, invade their space just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If that keeps them here just a little longer and here to say that they can conquer another day, do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are in this weird time where a lot of people been just ain't had, where a lot of people have just had nothing but their own thoughts to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like, at home with nothing but their thoughts. If anybody is a little bit like me, I keep my brain busy because bitch, my thoughts is something serious. And this is not me venting or anything like that, but I'm just a, a, like I be in my, I have the weirdest fucking thoughts. And so quarantine, I believe for some people who don't have people they live with that keep them, them on their toes or people they love around them, that shit's gotta be crazy. You know what I'm saying? So please check on them that they're smiling um i just i didn't personally experience the loss but um in my workspace there was a kid that i saw walking around the office and i only knew this guy in passing and then i found that like two weeks ago this guy passes away and he killed himself all i knew about that kid is that he smiled and he greeted me with so much warmth and respect every time that's all I knew of him. You know what I'm saying? Are you grasping what I'm trying to tell you? Is it's, it's very important to check in on those people, those type of people, the ones that are always smiling and happy and seeming to be in this perfect place because perception is a bitch, right? You, you know, you, you, however people are willing to perceive themselves or give themselves to you is how you're gonna take it. And not many people are willing to dive in the fucking layers or pull that onion back a little bit but it's important to do that because you never know what the fuck people is going through and yo question that that real genuine how are you might save a fucking life it just might and and it's important to do that if you don't already especially during these times especially during the rona election season and, and all this crazy shit and a lot of people already ain't feeling 2020 and we halfway in the year we still got so much more year to go in closing i just want to say that uh, i joke a lot about 2020 being this horrible fucking year but uh it's not over right and i think that it would be smart of us to continue to push through this year um, it does seem very horrible. It seems like a lot of shitty shit just happened, especially in pop culture news. I mean, a lot of pop culture shit doesn't immediately affect us, but there are a lot of things. There are people dealing with what's going on with my kids, what's going on with daycare, how I'm going to get to work, teleworking's crazy, I'm here with the kids, what's going on, how I'm going to make it, I don't have a job anymore. Some people have been locked, uh, laid off. You know, there's a lot of real shit that people are dealing with just as a domino effect of coronavirus and other factors that are going on um a lot of people get the fuck off the karen ig okay like i found out that i can't go to karen's ig all the time the karen ig is where they see a bunch of white people acting crazy against black folks or asians like i've been seeing a lot of asians get hit up hit up and i realized at first it was it was funny and it was kind of uh it was kind of cool to see white people being exposed 
um, for what they were doing or people being exposed for hate in general, right? It was cool. It was like, this is great. Like, expose them. And then after a while, I remember my psyche just being fucked with because I was just like, oh, for real? There's a lot of white people who feel this way. And and I get that that's the current... That, that, a lot of people just feel like, well, duh, girl. But to see that for real, like to see how open people are with their hate eventually that was taking a toll on me so i don't go on that shit no more just be very mindful about the things that they affect you and how the ways they affect you just a lot of stuff that's going on y'all so anyways i feel good about this episode i hope you do too i love y'all i'm sending y'all peace uh and, and what is he, hey, we gonna keep pushing. There was a lot of shit that happened this week. Apparently, and then the close show off, apparently y'all might care. Y'all know I was talking about August and Jada and them. This nigga gonna drop a record. Do y'all care? I don't. I'm gonna stream it one time. <laughs> he got a song called Entanglements coming out with Rick Ross. You might care. Not sure if I do. But as far as like a publicity thing, the nigga might be on to something. And you know what? It's a good time to say. So there's that. Thanks for checking out the show. I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>